1: Welcome to another High Resolution. I'm Seamus Byrne. This week, I am talking to one of the creators of this really cool new dungeon crawler called Blightbound. It's a three-player dungeon crawler that looks a little like Golden Axe updated, but might have more in common with Destiny or Diablo, as we discussed in the interview. I'm talking to Jasper Koning, the founder and designer at R- Ronimo Games. We talk about their past games, and then we dig into the dungeon crawler genre, even how weird a genre it is to define with such a history of diverse games under that umbrella. And then we talk a lot about the systems that are going to make Blightbound unique to the category. We also touch on actually what it's like working with Devolver, who's carved out a really great space offering up clever indie-ish games that explore weird and crazy ideas. I'm really excited for Blightbound, I'm getting really great nostalgia vibes without the feeling that it's going to be nothing but old hat it hit steam early access on july 29 so look let's just jump into my chat with jasper Coney. when as soon as i saw the trailer for this i was just like yes i'm in i want to know more i want to get my hands on this thing um, so i wanted to start by just asking about um the you know the the feeling and the vibe that you guys put into that trailer you know it feels like just such a good sales pitch for you know something that is playing with kind of a lot of tropes I guess of you know of a really fun style of uh experience but yeah can you talk a bit about uh how you approached you know, wanting to kind of sell that image
2: um are you talking about the more recent trailer or the original with the animation and the. Um,
1: oh, yeah. So, this is the, the very the animated one with like the awesome voiceover about like, you know, oh, yeah. punching out the sun and all that kind of craziness.
2: Yes. Um, well, <laughs> we wanted to, to have this kind of larger than life mythology vibe uh, for our next kind of project and after we've done swords and soldiers and and uh, and astronauts which were both very cheerful we wanted to get you know on a, on a very kind of dark side um early on in the project we actually had a i don't know if you know this uh animated uh video called korgoth korgoth the barbarian it's it was a it's a very over the top but uh, mostly also hilarious uh, video. Um, And we toned down uh, a lot of that humor, although there is in the game itself still quite a bit of like cheese, like Conan style. Um, And yeah, that was kind of the vibe we wanted to hit for the trailer as well. And the... um, it's funny the the voice actor for that trailer actually just is an employee at Devolver who who does this as well. Yeah, that
1: was so good.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah,
1: yeah, and look, I what I loved as well was you know I think yeah that sort of Conan idea is such a good good fit because if you could feel it writing that line of you know, the, the schlock, but but the appreciation for that kind of style of, of delivery. I really, you know, I liked that idea where it's, it's, it shows, I guess, the love for it, not the, you know, taking the piss out of it.
2: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, we love that kind of stuff. And I think there's also, especially with the resurgence of D, there's also kind of this resurgence for uh, the, the the fantasy from that that era, kind of over-the-topness. And, uh, I mean, uh, I I guess people are a bit more politically sensitive, especially to how uh, women dress in in those days. But uh, other than that, I think a lot of people still love it. So,
1: yeah. Um, So, look, I mean, I thought, because I want to come back to that sort of D&D question as part of exploring some of, the great dungeon crawlers that i know i spent you know through a lot of coins into shadows over mistara back in the day oh, yeah <laughs> but um you know thinking about what i guess fresh idea you're kind of bringing to this because your background i think shows that like the side scrolling rts idea the 2d moba idea like you've always kind of had a bit of a spin on the genres of of games that you've you've uh, created so far with awesome noughts and swords and soldiers. So you know, I just love your thoughts on you know what is it that you're bringing to this uh, dungeon crawler kind of genre. Uh,
2: yeah, it's interesting. Uh, those cap, is it was it Capcom games? Uh, the the D and D beta ups yeah, like Golden the, Axe, yeah, all those kinds, yeah. Of- yeah, that, that's uh, that's something we expected to be compared to. And uh, in, in a sense, we are, we have that perspective and we have a fantasy setting, but the gameplay is uh, has some very significant twists, as you alluded to. <laughs> so instead of, like a traditional beat-em-up is very much about, um, in the end, the core gameplay is very much about uh, handling Dealing out uh, stunning attacks and avoiding them uh, from your opponents, so kind of uh, get a get a stun lock going so that you can can uh, can uh, dish out a combo. And uh, the combat of blindbound is a bit more like a, a, like a Diablo or a, or an MMO, as in uh, yes, there is a base attack uh, and there are like windows and opportunities, but it's it's more about there's uh, some skills with cooldowns. Uh, there are some resources here and there. Um, so it's more, the, the combat is more action RPG-like than uh, traditional beat-em-up feel. And the other thing is we have, um, there's a, there you cannot, you can only play with uh, three characters. Uh, no more, no less uh and one of them has to be mage one of them has to be uh, a warrior and one of them has to be an assassin and so he designed a lot of encounters around that like we have a um, we have a floatal, floating tentacle beast who makes uh nearby enemies invincible so you got to focus him uh which may be hard for like the warrior and there's a uh, um there's a guy with a shield who can only be uh, damaged uh, from the back, so uh, someone will have to kind of get his attention and make him face a certain direction so that others can uh, jump in. And there are puzzles that require collaborative elements, and we've designed this the, the whole experience around the knowledge that these three will be present. Uh, and so it's, uh, it's a lot more collaborative than... Um, than say uh, the most beat-em-ups where I mean you can freely add and remove players and it doesn't uh it adds more fun because you have more friends, uh but it doesn't necessarily change up the gameplay in any uh, in any way for you.
1: Yeah. And I mean it's it's interesting that like it's a really good point that the the kind of the gameplay style of a lot of those classic beat-em-ups, because it was centered around the idea that you're putting coins in a machine, um, you sort of wanted to almost rote wrote, learn how to play through certain sequences because that means you you know next time, okay, I know how to clear that. I know how to clear that. Like it, there was a certain kind of learning process, whereas I guess in this modern era of we own the game and we get to <laughs> just just play it and come back to it as often as we like. Um, yeah. I like that idea that it's then more about, you know, just Getting yourself skilled up in in a more traditional, almost action RPG kind of way that that seems like a, a really interesting idea. So in that sense, like your other kind of two D takes on other genres, is this almost like the two D ish take on the action RPG sort of genre?
2: Yeah, for sure. And also uh, uh MMO dungeons. Yeah. At some oh, point. Yeah,
1: yeah, great idea. Yeah. Yeah.
2: We 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 were thinking of a marketing pitch of where it's like an MMO. It's an MMO dungeon experience without the actual MMO. <laughs> yeah. So all you do is you, you queue up for dungeons and uh, and you need to collaborate during the dungeons in a, in, a, in a similar fashion, but more action-oriented, obviously.
1: So it's a 3MO.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I had to uh, think about that for a second.
1: Um, I mean, in general as well, I, I it made me land on the idea. I actually looked up, I'm like... Dungeon crawl is because I've seen a lot of places referring to it. I'm not sure what sort of phrase you use yourself, but I noticed over the history of games, it's like that phrase can, has kind of meant so many different things. Um, in searches, it kind of even went back to games like Eye of the Beholder and you know all these kinds of really old school um, games that called themselves a similar sort of thing. So it, it I mean, it almost feels like we need new labels. To kind of talk about yeah. some of this because it can Almost, be so many uh, different beasts.
2: For sure. I mean, well, obviously, I feel like
1: our game is, <laughs> is the true dungeon crawler. Yeah. yeah, because
2: because it's so focused on dungeon crawling, dungeon yeah. crawling. Uh, but yeah, maybe uh, I don't know. We haven't. Uh, we haven't come to a, like a concise, uh sentence or set of words to represent our game. Yeah. Like, a like MOBA or whatever, but you know, it's, 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 it's a session based co-op game. So in that sense, it's also quite, uh, similar to maybe something like Warframe or, or destiny where you do, where you also go in and you have a climactic battle at the end and then loot and then return to base kind of, and then go again. Hmm. Um, because uh, that's also kind of uh, what is in our game. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, it's lots of things in that sense. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so can it's you... all
2: familiar. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, it's all familiar elements, uh, yeah. though. Um, so hopefully people won't get – I mean, sometimes games are too uh, – people will have a hard time getting a handle on what a game actually is. Uh, I think our game just offers a, a very new mix of familiar elements.
1: Yeah. No, That's what no, we're trying yeah, to do. It's definitely caught my eye. I'm very excited. Um, but, yeah, you know, can you dig into a few of the, I guess, like the RPG elements that might be in here, like whether it's items or leveling or different kinds of um, parts that, you know, that will be part of that uh, gameplay process?
2: Um, yeah. Well, I mean, there are... Uh, there are items uh, for sure uh, with higher level items also uh, changing up the way you play or at least giving you new um, tricks and uh whereas lower tier items will just increase your stats in some way then there's uh stat points that you gain from completing dungeons um <clears throat> and uh as in an rpg every character has their own kind of mix of skills um And and every character also has uh, a resource, kind of like also like a Diablo or an MMO. A warrior has rage that he builds up from uh, blocking attacks. Uh, An assassin has combo points uh, that she gains from stabbing people. And then there's a mage who needs mana. And mana drops uh, in the form of orbs uh, from enemies that he hits with his uh, bolts. Uh, which is also another kind of interesting co-op mechanic because <clears throat> you need to you need to keep shooting enemies, and the ball uh, and the mana drops in places where you, as a mage, don't necessarily want to be. Yeah, because it drops off the enemies, and so you need to kind of uh, rely on your melee friends to dive in there and uh, pick up that mana for you. Uh, but they'll need it as well because you know it's it's the it's for the healing. Yeah. Uh, and another big RPG thing is every character has their own like storyline. Um, so uh, when you play a dungeon, sometimes your character during the entrance will will have a remark like, "Oh, there's there's something of interest here," and then halfway through the dungeon, you might find like a, uh, for example, an urn with some weird smoke coming off it. And then that's something your, only your character sees and can engage with. And then uh, he'll give you a bit of his backstory and lore exposition. And um, uh, over time, you'll get to know these characters and their motivations more and more. And you can, um, you can also have... They have their own journal that you can visit in the in the refuge, which is the place you are between runs. Um, and, you know, catch up on what uh, what they've been going through.
1: Yeah, cool.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
1: And so are you finding, yeah, you mentioned Destiny earlier. I know some people who played that, who, you know, they like, they're very dedicated to the role they play or the class they've chosen uh, to the point where I've got a friend who has, you know, he has his tattoo of the class that he plays. <laughs> oh, <good. laughs> uh, have, you, have you seen sort of through play testing or things, how, you know, people kind of feeling like this is the class I love to play or are they, you know, mixing and matching a little bit?
2: Um, Yeah, that's, that's something where, um, we're acutely aware of a lot of players. Uh, luckily, we're trying to get to a point where, uh, at least statistically, people seem to like uh, or uh, every class equally, or not. They, n- nobody likes every class equally, but the the spread is kind of even. Yeah. Um, but uh, also, uh, when you start out the game, you can only queue up with uh, one of each selected. Uh, to make sure that um, uh, the matchmaker has an easy time and also to kind of enforce you to find uh, characters you like and also change it up and and, and be in everybody's shoes uh, before you get to kind of develop your own taste for it. And then once your refuge hits a certain prosperity level, which is kind of the centralized uh, level of how you uh, are doing, um, you'll unlock the ability to queue with a single hero and then from then on uh you can focus. Um but even then there's uh the going out into the dungeons uh affects these heroes in a way that kind of uh makes them sick. So if you play with this with a single character back to back uh for like uh four or five rounds, uh they may get uh, sick or blight as we call it. And then they'll have to stay in a refuge for a couple of rounds. Kind of to, uh, I don't know, gently force players to change it up. Yeah. Uh, and um, and obviously there's also rewards for playing queuing with uh, one of each hero uh, compared to queuing with a single hero and that kind of stuff too, to make sure that uh, people alternate and also don't burn themselves out on a single character, which is something... You kind of see in other action RPGs, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um,
1: and so then with the matchmaking side of it there you know is so when you're let's say you know you're playing different things and then you do sort of maybe play one a little more than the others, like is there individual kind of ranking up or itemization that that means you know like if you jump into a game, you might be yeah you know, one person might be higher power level than others or like is the matchmaking about finding good teams or like could you meet up with friends on purpose and someone like carries you through because you're just starting out and they've got a cool character like how does that sort of level type uh element to to the game work or is there no oh, yeah. level side of it yeah.
2: yeah 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 um well um because you can queue with multiple heroes the matchmaker won't know the power level of the actual hero you may end up with. Yeah. And uh, what we try to do is match people based on their prosperity level because that's kind of an indicator of how long they've played and how experienced they are. Yeah. Um, and uh, despite the itemization and the uh, stat bonuses, the, 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 the power increase is not uh, quite on the same level as like a Diablo where you... Where you know uh, a couple of levels of difference is unattainable for uh, for some people, or I mean, a couple of levels uh, change will mean the world in combat. As in, yeah, yeah. it's it's uh, it's it's more about uh, skill in our game. Um, I mean, every character has a, 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 a some form of dodge uh, and damage negation, and um, and also uh, what happens is when you team up. Uh, through matchmaking the the, ma- the the system will try and uh, calculate all your power levels as a team and then uh, offer you difficulties that make sense um, and if you are very if you are uh, an extreme beginner then the the difficulty levels will be uh, adjusted accordingly to me we really want to make sure that people who step in have a consistent uh difficulty experience, and only kind of later on you unlock the ability to uh play more variety uh and you know going into that we have a um, for people who do want to challenge themselves, we have what we call notoriety system, so every time when you complete a run with a set of players at the end uh your notoriety for that party will increase. And uh, higher notoriety means that one of the dungeons you can select uh, has an extra bump in difficulty and rewards, and they will be marked by like an evil eye because uh, the enemies are looking for you as a party now. Um, and yeah, you can really you can keep pushing that notoriety level up and up and up, and you'll get crazy difficulties at some point where. You really got to dodge every attack because they might kill you immediately. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Look, know, uh, yeah, as I, I said before, I'm definitely, I'm really excited about it. I mean, one of the other things I guess we haven't touched on is, you know, I think art style in this sort of game is something that can kind of really, you know, make people kind of enjoy the, the, the flow and coming back to it a lot. You know, are there some, when, it, when we're thinking about enemies and sort of environments, is there sort of, I know like, it's I you know that it's very much everything I've seen is has that good, kind of deep, dark kind of vibe to it. Um <laughs> how have you kind of tried to you know play around with with that sort of variability in the in the art style and, and keeping it feeling fresh?
2: Um yeah, for sure. I mean, we initially developed uh three visual settings. Uh there's one mountainous region, there's one uh giant graveyard um uh, that'll that'll for sure uh, saturate any grimdark wishes <laughs> and uh and there's a kind of a massive underground prison complex but uh as we went along and uh developed these our artists even within the same like region developed very different looks uh which I think is very cool to see and uh and really I mean initially one when you when you initially develop a game uh every every area you walk through is like white box, so it's like I don't know a checkerboard floor and <laughs> and everything kind of looks the same and over time by now when you fire up a dungeon, you immediately recognize oh this is uh this is the grave mark or this is uh you know that they have uh they've become very distinct, which is very cool yeah.
1: Oh, that's awesome um you know any other uh, nice kind of ideas lurking in there for people to discover as they play well one thing yeah you know, is do we get to defeat the blight if we finish the game somehow you know is is there an end game scenario for us to save the world
2: um <laughs> uh, well, definitely not in early access that's that that's something we're talking about for sure right now the goal is mostly focused on your own like refuge yeah um. But it's definitely something we talk about. I, I know uh, it's something we would like ourselves. Although, I mean, it's tricky. It really depends on the success as well. And uh, you don't want to be like like World of Warcraft, as in uh, you're, you get into this game, the, a big bad is introduced, uh, you work your way towards him, and then uh, through a lot of work you defeat him, and then, oh, but there was another guy who was even worse stands up and I I don't know, you don't want that endless cycle. Um, so we're, we're, we're trying to figure out a way, uh, to do this. Uh, but yeah, there is like, there's, there is an overarching kind of quest line and we do want to tie in, uh, something more finite to it. Um,
1: but yeah, in Bright Bound no. Six, in like 10 years, we'll all get to face the Shadow Titan himself when he has arisen. Awesome. From
2: <laughs> all you see is like a foot in the background,
1: <laughs> uh, on
2: occasion, yeah.
1: And when he blows up, he restores the sun, and then, yeah, you know, <laughs> everything is perfect, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, so you know, um, how. How close is it again? Is it a couple of weeks when the Early Access opens?
2: Yeah, so the Early Access uh, launches in two weeks from now, uh, 29. And there will be nine heroes and six dungeons in there. And then uh, we've planned out a very rapid update uh, schedule. So we'll be releasing new heroes, I think, uh, starting two weeks from uh, the early access launch uh, so yeah it will be uh, very exciting and there's uh we want players to have a continuous like stream of new stuff to look forward to uh, as they play so
1: excellent um and I guess one last question about about devolver itself as a publisher I think they've I feel like they've carved out a really kind of unique place that, with the way that they kind of do their E3 showcases and stuff, totally hilarious. But I feel like they've kind of created a great um, environment for, you know, for cool independent game ideas to actually get really well shown off and get a lot of attention around doing such kind of fun, crazy um, ideas for how they actually, you know, for for someone who just kind of wants to tune in and watch a crazy, you know, demo reel like nobody else does, it means there's kind of a lot of really cool indie games that end up getting seen. You know, how does it feel from your side to kind of work with them and and get that kind of attention?
2: Yeah, I think uh, they are a, an amazing fit, uh, especially for this game where the, it's a bit more offbeat and also. Uh, a bit more violent than what we've done in the past. And Devolver has a, has a history of great games uh, that feature a lot of ultra violence in, the, in their car uh, as well. Uh, and yeah, they have this very kind of. They run their publishing business kind of as an indie game company. They have a very laid back uh, style and very. Um, what do you call it? They're very good at like, uh, improvising, uh, cool stuff at the last minute that makes people sit up and take notice yeah. and, uh, and executing, uh, mid to term plans as well. So I think they're a great fit for, uh, for us as a studio, especially with white which is kind of, uh, even more so kind of tailored towards, uh, I don't know, of the, off and, 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 and over the top. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we love working with them.